Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. To Jay's point, I, I think Aaron Rodgers might be wondering who he'll be throwing to as well. It may not just be a question that we're asking. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. In one hour, we will talk to the man at the center of it all, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. Alabama, Georgia, what could delay it? What could get Nick Saban in the stadium? And big-time fines coming to SEC teams that do not follow protocol. But how are they following protocol, and how is the SEC calling them on it? One of the most powerful people in all of sports, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey will join us at 9 Eastern. Joining us in nine minutes, ESPN's gambling expert, Joe Fortenbaugh. You want to talk about Brady and Rodgers? Ben and Baker, you want to talk about the fight in Vegas? You want to talk about the World Series odds, which will be set in Game 1, will be ready to go on Tuesday? Anything you want with our Joe Fortenbaugh gambling expert, ESPN's daily wager on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Reserve your spot right now. He's on the way, nine minutes. Le'Veon Bell is on the way to Kansas City, and you guys have told me as former athletes more than anything else. Guys like me care about the regular season. Guys like you care about the postseason. And you think bringing Bell aboard, especially in the playoffs key, is key. Well, it is. And and we care about the regular season, but you have to perform in the regular season to get to the ultimate goal, which is the postseason. And I think when you look at what this is about, this isn't about that they, they say to themselves, okay, we don't have a running back. It's about having more firepower. It's about having a guy like Le'Veon Bell who has the ability to play in the pass game as well as in the run game, who's a veteran guy who knows how to play this game, who wasn't happy in New York, who gets a, who gets a, a, a rebirth, a restart over with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. And when you look at it in the regular season, no, they're not great Kansas City in terms of yards in the regular season. No, they're not at all. But when you get to the postseason, you want something that's portable that can travel. When you're in KC or you're on the road in a Baltimore and the weather starts to change or possibly a Pittsburgh or New England or Cleveland, if you're on the road in those environments, mm-hmm. let alone being at home, you want to be able to have the ability to have a guy who can catch a ball out of the backfield, isolate him on linebackers and safeties, mm-hmm. or you want to be able to have a ball, who can, a guy who's patient, who can run between the tackles, find creases. That's what you want. And I think he gives them that. Mm-hmm. Down the line, yeah, uh, uh, Clyde Hilaire, the young kid out of LSU, we saw him early on the year, and we were extremely excited about him. But since then, it's been kind of like he's a rookie. He's a rookie, and it, and that's showing a little bit. And I think Eric Bieniemy, along with Andy Reid, they saw that, and they said, "Okay, we got a chance to get what I would call a once in a lifetime back." At the time mm-hmm. that Le'Veon Bell was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah, he had a, a, a year off that he was running around and eating a little bit and having a little bit of fun. Then he landed and got his money with the New York Jets and didn't look like the same guy. But that's not – that that guy from Pittsburgh is only two years removed. And that's not – he. and I'm not talking about he wasn't injured. It was just he was out of shape with the New York Jets a year ago. This year he's in the best shape of his entire professional career, so he claims. Now you have an opportunity to go to Kansas City, fit in, with great coaches that know what they're doing, who knows how to utilize the talent, and give them what they've been looking for all season long. When stuff like this pops off, I love going directly to social media. And, and Twitter was down yesterday. We can get into conspiracy theories on Uh-oh. why that was down Uh-oh. yesterday. Um, you know, <laughs> was sure, it down? Yeah, it was down for a little while yesterday. Evan, our producer, was freaking out because it was down. I was starting to freak out too. Uh, but it was fascinating. As soon as that happened, 
I went right to Patrick Mahomes' page, mm-hmm. and he, he posted this picture of this guy just slowly turning, looking at the camera, just smiling. <laughs> right? And, and, and then I jumped on. I heard Dan Orlovsky say this the other day. If you say, just close your eyes for a second and imagine Travis Kelsey, Edward Hilaire, Tyreek Hill, McCole Hartman, Sammy Watkins, wow. Le'Veon Bell. These are all your options if you're Patrick Mahomes. That sounds pretty damn amazing to me. So you talk about optionality all you want in goal line, you know, in short yardage situation. Now if you're Andy Reid, if you're Eric Benenemy, have whatever you want. Whatever you want, whenever you want it. And it was easy for them. It was easy for Kansas City. This is an easy deal. Andy Reid has dealt with high, you know, what people, and I, and I always preface it this way, what people deem as high personalities, dysfunctional football players, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. Andy Reid has dealt with his fair share of problematic football players, so to speak. Well said. Right? As, as Sports Center guys would say. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he's got the best out of those particular guys. No that doubt. People say, oh, he's a problem, he's a headache, he's a this or he's a that. For whatever it is, whether you, whether you like T.O., or you don't like T.O. That's the best example. Right? He was supposed to be this. Well, his problem never was with Andy Reid. It right. was with Donovan McNabb. And so he got a lot out of that. Right? I mean, for that short window, he got a, he got a lot out of Michael Vick for whatever people wanted to say. Mm-hmm. He got a lot out of Deshaun Jackson when he had Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on about the different personalities, much like a Bill Belichick. Right. Um, and I think when you look at a Le'Veon Bell – a guy who's used to winning football when he was in Pittsburgh, he doesn't know anything about losing like the Jets. That, that when you start losing like that, man, it affects your mind. I got my money. The coach ain't using me right. The coach is putting me back in games, hurting, getting me hurt even worse than I already was. The coach isn't using me. He's talking crazy about me quietly. He's saying little sly things since day one. He loses me, so I'm not – feeling, appreciated, motivated, all of those sort of things. So now I got an opportunity to go to Kansas City with a dude that I know, based on his history, is going to get me off in these football games. And now I'm going to give him my best effort. With the addition of Le'Veon Bell, are you moving them past the number five spot in Key's rankings? Le'Veon Bell ain't playing this Monday. We got to see. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's not playing. He's yeah. on five. He has so there's still five number five-day five – quarantine before he can actually start to participate. You are an expert at football. You have the Kansas City Chiefs as they got, number they five got, they, on your power rankings. Yeah, but they got to they gotta play Monday night. This is my power ranking, so to speak. I understand it's your power rankings. That's why I'm asking. No, they're number five. They have to play on Monday, you remember and who we you, have to see the rest. Do you remember who you had above them? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. I do not. And I, it doesn't matter. Go look it up online. If you want to know, I think it was, I think you did. You have the Saints. I might have had the Saints. Who knows? He had the Saints one spot ahead of the Chiefs. Yeah, that's so the big conversation the we had the other day. Okay. Might have been the Saints. Okay, you can always go and to the podcast missing, and check it out too. And they, they were missing, missing Michael Thomas. Yes, and he may be back. I'm assuming he's back. I don't know, so don't ask me. <laughs> All right, so that's your opinion. That's <laughs> Jay's opinion. I, I you have don't. The, you have the most insight know. of anybody else in the no, no, country I I about when he is coming back. Why wouldn't we ask you? I don't know anything. It's so funny. When we start talking about this, I saw something. It's one of those little article thingies. And somebody <laughs> said, 
He must be getting advice from his uncle, Keyshawn. Oh. I just start laughing. I, and so I'm like, this person who ever wrote this doesn't even know. He ain't never talked to me a day in his damn life. He ain't never said hi to me. Don't know anything about me, Z. He just go form an opinion on my personality and how, the way I was in the locker room and tore my coaches. I sure wish I knew who that person was and could see him because I'd give him a tongue lashing like no other. Welcome to 2020. I'm not well-versed in anything, but here's what I think about everything, <laughs> right? That's just the way we are in society today. So you guys have kind of weighed in on Le'Veon Bell. Let's get a caller in here. Michael in Nashville. You're on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? What's happening, hey, what's Mike? Up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, the question I have about Le'Veon Bell, here's a guy that, you know, his whole career was always the lead back. Do you think that in this Kansas City situation that eventually he wants to be the lead back? Because I can't see him no. just sharing carries. No, here, here's what happens in these situations. He's older now, more mature. There's bigger things at stake, right? That's winning a Super Bowl. You put your ego aside when you've gotten your money. I got my money now. See, one of the biggest problems in Pittsburgh was he didn't get his money. They toyed around with his money. So he sat out, forfeited about $15 million by sitting out, which I don't think he'll ever get back. And then he goes to the Jets. And the moment that he signs with the Jets, Adam Gates, the head coach, had a problem with the signing and the amount of money that they paid him because he didn't want to work hard to get him the football. He wanted Le'Veon Bell to fit into his system instead of knowing the talent, the evaluating process, and saying, okay, we could take another running back. We don't need Le'Veon Bell. He signs off on it, then didn't want to sign off on it and created this whole situation with Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell became the lead back but didn't perform at the level. And now you have him going to a Kansas City team where he has a clear understanding that the pitcher, the big pitcher, is about winning a Super Bowl in Tampa. That is the big pitcher. So I can't get caught up in I'm not the lead back. I'm not the lead back. I am the lead back with a young kid, and we're going to rotate. We're going to split carries, and it's better for the team. Michael joined us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. You can, too. Hit us up right now, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll take your gambling calls next with Joe Fortenbaugh. He'll join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line in just one minute. You want to chat about baseball odds? Rare, but we're at that point in the season. A little NFL, a little college football, Alabama hosting Georgia, or even the big fight in Vegas tomorrow. And that's where Joe will join us from in Vegas in one minute after we go from A to Z. Well, let's start in between. In America's heartland, the Midwest, where the Indianapolis Colts have announced this morning via a team statement that multiple members of the organization have tested positive for COVID-19. I'm just going to give you part of the statement here released earlier this morning by the franchise. Quote, the team is currently in the process of confirming those tests. In the meantime, the practice facility will be closed and the team will work remotely following NFL protocols. We are in communication with the NFL and we'll have more information when available. ESPN NFL insider Diana Rossini reporting earlier this morning, this is more cautious than panic. Remember, the Falcons had their facility shut down just yesterday. A couple baseball notes. It looked like the Rays are about to shut down the Astros, but maybe we spoke too soon. Carlos Correa, little walk-off action He's been fantastic. He's been running his mouth, but he's been running the bases too, for sure. Astros over the race, 4-3, game five of the ALCS yesterday. So now it's a 3-2 Tampa lead. They can still get to the World Series. The Rays can with the win tonight, or the Astros can save their season. Pre-game coverage, 5-30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. By the way, cool little note here. The Astros hit a leadoff homer, and they had a walk-off homer, and no team's ever done that in a postseason Game. Keys Dodgers are on the brink. The Braves, yeah. <laughs> after getting 11 put on them in the first inning in game three, they scored 10 total in game four, 10 2 
over the Dodgers. Kershaw was great until we got to the sixth. Marcelo Zuna was great all game long. Hit two home runs, four RBI. Braves are one win away from their first World Series appearance since 1999. And they can seal the deal tonight. Pre-game coverage on ESPN Radio. 8.30 Eastern, the World Series between somebody and somebody will begin next Tuesday. And we'll look forward to that. Baseball trying to sneak it all in and that is A to Z. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. You think he's got a full plate today? He'll join us for about 10 minutes, take time out of his busy day, and we will pepper him with the biggest questions going on with football's best conference in the collegiate ranks. All right, let's go to Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN's Daily Wager. That's our daily gambling show. He's also on our digital show, Bet, which is getting tons of hits on Facebook. You can look for that every day. Welcome, Joe, and let's go right to the callers because they are piling up. Brian in Orlando, you are up first on ESPN Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, my, my question is just a general question about handicapping. What do you consider the most important variable when you're trying to either handicap a game or fill out a uh, DraftKings lineup, that kind of stuff? What, what do you look at first and foremost? pricing and what the market's doing if you can beat the closing number more often than not you're gonna have a chance to beat this racket if not and that's completely acceptable if you're gonna wake up sunday morning and you're gonna make your wages you're gonna make your plays an hour before kickoff you have to understand that the value has been sucked out of the line what i mean by closing line value is this if a game opens with a point spread of seven right say for example the rams are a seven point favorite over the niners they're not but we'll call them a seven point favorite and you bet the Niners at plus seven, and that line drops down. It comes all the way down to four. You have three points of closing line value. You got plus seven where everyone else is going to be getting plus four, and more often than not, you're going to end up winning long term. So pricing is the most important thing. Do not look at these as teams. Look at them as stocks or commodities, and if they're priced inaccurately, that's where you need to strike. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN's Daily Wager, our digital show bet. He's on ESPN Radio Saturday afternoons as well, and he's on with us right now. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. No matter what you want to talk about, whether it's the fight, NFL, college football, MLB, Keith. Joe, the line changed in the Georgia-Alabama game. It moved uh, after the COVID-19 news of Coach Saban. What did you make of that? Saban, obviously, in the eyes of many, the greatest coach in college football. And he's not a play caller, but he is the guy that micromanages everything down to the to, to, to just brass tacks. I mean, he's not going to miss anything. The pregame walks on the field, what size cleats they're going to wear, not having him there to decide when they're going to go for it on fourth down, when they may fake a punt, what they need to do in advance. That's going to put a lot more on Steve Sarkeesian. So anytime you hear that a guy like Nick Saban is not going to be on the sidelines, that's going to have an effect. And it ends up dropping the spread a couple of points. There were some who thought it might go further, some who think it might rebound and come back up. But Sarkeesian does have experience. He was a head coach at Washington. He was an offensive coordinator in Atlanta. He knows the system well. This is a very well-prepared football team. So going into this game, 
I wasn't too fond of either side. I do like the under here, and I know that sounds crazy after what we saw last week. 111 points put up between Bama and Ole Miss, and then there were 60-plus on the board in the Tennessee-Georgia game. I think it was a look-ahead spot for both teams, and I think this is going to be a more methodical, grind-em-out sort of game. I think because of what we saw last week, the total's a little bit inflated. It opened around 59, bet down to around 56-and-a-half. I'll be playing the under in Bama, Georgia. Joe Fortenbaugh is here, gambling expert, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you can't get to the phone, you're at work, and you want to sneak us a feed, uh, a message on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, do that if it's easier. Key J and Z. Now that Twitter is back up and operational. Brian in Ohio, you're on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm going to take one out of your guys' playbook. Uh, take it or shake it. Ohio State <laughs> covers that 21 and a half over Nebraska next week uh, in their first uh, game of the season. All right. We're doing a nice little look ahead here. Um, interesting question. So, College football has been, I I think college football has been a bit more erratic this season than any other sport has given the circumstances. I think the defensives have done a very poor job of tackling and we've seen the erosion of tackling at the college level for quite some time, but there have been a lot of interesting results because of everything these teams have had to go through. So we haven't gotten a look at Ohio State or Nebraska yet. Is this the year Frost gets Nebraska to take that next step? I kind of have to see it to believe it. And at the same time, I don't want to find myself betting against Ohio State if they're going to be the traditional freight train we see year in and year out. So for right now, that's a holding pattern for me. If I was going to do anything, I'd probably lean to the Buckeyes because they've been cashing more often than not. It's a great point because we don't really know exactly what's going on with Nebraska's quarterback situation either for the ultimate Nebraska quarterback, Scott Frost. Dr. Pepper, call in line 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I wanted to mention, Joe said it was a look ahead because the Big Ten doesn't start until next weekend, but it's never too early to lay down any amount of money. We're going to go local here. One of uh, our New Yorkers, Carmelo in Brooklyn. You're on ESPN Radio. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk about the fight that's on um, Saturday night, Lomachenko versus Lopez. I feel like the value for Lopez is really high. Incredible. I was, I've, I've been sitting, I've been, sta- I'm literally standing because I was hoping we were going to get this question. And if you go to the great city of New York, that's where you're going to get the question. Job well done. All right, let's start with this. I cannot believe this fight is free, that it's going to be on ESPN at 730. The entire card is going to be completely free on ESPN. This is a pay-per-view fight. It should be a pay-per-view fight, but it's not. So you get to see Lomachenko, one of the best in the world, for free on Saturday night. I've been going through this for a while, and I can tell you exactly where I'm going to be on this fight. I'm going to play Teofimo Lopez by stoppage at 5-1, to one, and my favorite bet in this entire matchup is that the fight will not go the distance. That's actually plus money. Plus 120, meaning a $100 bet, will get you $120 in profit if it does not go the distance. Loma's fantastic. Only 15 professional fights. So you might see that and think to yourself, wait a minute, only 15 fights? How young is this guy? He's not young. He's 32. He's got two gold medals under his belt and close to 400 amateur fights. And the wear was starting to show on the legs. He had eight straight wins by stoppage, but two of his last three have gone the distance. So the question is, after a 14-month layoff, When he gets into the ring with a kid with incredible one-punch power, which we saw when he won that title against Richard Comey about 10 months ago, what's going to happen when he gets hit with those eight-ounce gloves early in the fight? The first two or three shots, how is his body going to respond? If you're Lopez, 
getting in the deep water with Lomachenko is probably not the best way for you to go. You're going to want to stop this thing. He and his father have been talking about it. For two years, they've been calling this guy out. They want to go after him. They've been scouting him, watching his every move. I like the fact that he's going to get aggressive and try to knock him out, so I'm going to play it at 5-1. to one. And if he doesn't, he might end up getting caught as a result, which is going to keep the fight under. So uh, Lopez, 5-1 to one to win by stoppage. Fight will not go the distance at plus 120. Orlando and Pennsylvania, you got a boxing thought. Yeah, I was. I was just. Uh, well, what are the chances? What What is the percentage of Lopez uh, beating Lomo in this one? Uh, due to you know Lomo being the fighter that he is, you know, he's fantastic. He, he's he's one of the best to do it. He might be the best pound for pound guy in the game right now. But but this is not a tune up fight. This isn't a kid where they're giving him a lot of hype and he doesn't warrant it. Uh, Teofimo Lopez has achieved everything he has said he is going to achieve. He has destroyed the competition on his way here. He's got big-time power. He's going to have a bit of an advantage here with reach and size. Loma is up two weight classes from where he originally started. He's got shorter arms. He loves to live in the mid-range, and that's going to be an opportunity for Lopez to pepper him a little bit. If he comes into those crosshairs, he's going to have a shot at getting him. But remember, Loma is one of the all-time great tacticians. The, the word they always use is he's downloading, downloading information in the first three rounds, figuring you out, and then by the fourth or fifth, he's going to try to take advantage of those weaknesses that he's, he's learned about over the first few rounds. So keep an eye on that. It's going to be a feeling out period early you would expect and then as we get to rounds three four and five the chess match will truly begin joe what's the best value in this fight for my money in terms of laying a bet like i i i'm i want to lay some cash down but i need i need to make some back though how much cash are we talking about though kid <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> like i just it, it doesn't matter I, I want the best value i need well, to tell me the best value i i i would i would put it like this um you're never you're very rarely going to find any value on a on a heavy favorite in boxing because that's going to get sucked out early. It's like Floyd Mayweather. We, we always knew he was going to win, but were you going to lay minus 1,400 and take that risk? Mm-hmm. I like the idea of betting Lopez on a stoppage because any expert you talk to in boxing talks about how this is an extraordinarily difficult fight to pick and how they could see it going either way. I mean, you go through ESPN.com had a bunch of trainers and experts who talked about they, they were all picking Loma, but they said close. Well, Lopez is plus 320, plus 330 just to win the fight, even if you include decision. If so many people think it's going to be that close, and these are experts who know what they're talking about, I would be siding with Lopez here at 3-1 to one or more just to win the fight. I mean, I think there's value in that situation. Mm. There is great value there for sure. The big one, Saturday, 7.30 Eastern, as Joe said, with the undercard action on ESPN, ESPN Deportes. And on ESPN Plus, you can catch Joe every day with Doug Kazarian and the gang on Daily Wager. And then that digital show, Bet, if you're just fiddling around on your phone, walking around, it airs live every day. It's on Facebook. Got nearly a million views the other day. People are hyped up about gambling sooner rather than later, later rather than sooner, now that we can talk about it so much more openly. And it's a terrific thing for sports fans everywhere. Joe, thanks a lot. We'll see you this weekend on the radio, too. Jay, will what happened? You lose your vice? No, no. Your voice? I just want to make no. I just want to make sure all the callers got the chances to ask you the questions, man. You know, I, I got one special for you. Jay, will special take Arkansas plus the points over Ole Miss. Thank you. Got you it. Jay, will's a point stuff. guard, man. He's always dishing to, to the listeners, you know man. You can't get out of the basketball mold. Joe, thanks a lot, man. Love you, boys. Have a good weekend. All right, Joe. Great stuff. No lack of ways to get him. Gambling is coming fast. Still to come. The Astros are closing fast. We'll ask our World Series winner: Good thing, bad thing, if they make the World Series. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Correa with the biggest hit of all, but do not sleep on this kid of Rosarena. If you're not watching the baseball playoffs that closely, he's a rookie and he is tearing it up for the Rays, and the Rays absolutely need him to step up tonight. Again, we could have the World Series sealed if Tampa and Atlanta can win. Let's talk about it with the World Series winner from Jay's New York Yankees, the one and only Mark Teixeira joins us this morning on Tishon. Jay Will and Zubin. We'll get to we'll get to Jay Will here in a second, but MT, first things first, both sides of the coin. It would be great for baseball to get a little more publicity next week if the Astros made the World Series as the quote-unquote villain team. But it would also be terrible and send a terrible message if they made it after getting off scot-free player-wise after all the discipline. So you pick. Better they make the World Series or better they don't make the World Series, Mark? Uh, I think it's better they don't make the World Series for all the reasons that you just said, Zubin. I I, want to see a World Series where we talk about positive things. I don't want to be talking about a cheating scandal the entire World Series when we're trying to be celebrating the game and and really celebrating these players and the staff of all of the major league teams that that went through a really tough summer uh, getting through the COVID protocols. And um, other than a a few hiccups here and there, they did a great job. So I kind of want a positive message during this World Series, not one that just talks about the Astros cheating the whole time. Well, Mark, we'll talk about the team that they cheated right now. Hopefully we can get some positives out of it and some sort of silver lining. The Dodgers, we dropped that one last night in a big way. Kershaw on the mound. Did Dave Roberts leave Kershaw in a tad bit too long? He did, Keyshawn. One batter too long. I had no problem with Dave Roberts bringing Clayton Kershaw out after the fifth inning at 71 pitches. He was dealing. He really made one mistake to Marcelo Zuna. That happens. But you know when he came out for the sixth inning, that first at-bat against Acuna, he threw three balls spiked into the dirt. It, he was kind of looking around the mound and kicking dirt around on the mound. Just didn't look right. And so, and, and I said it right away, I'm watching the game with Carl Ravitch and Tim Kirchin in the studios uh, in Bristol, and I'm like, man, he doesn't look right. And so Acuna, he should have walked, but you know, a 3-1 pitch was called a, a strike and gets to 3-2, gets an infield single. Freddie Freeman hits an absolute laser beam past the first baseman to right field, and we're saying, okay, now it's time to get him out. Nope, Dave Roberts leaves him in for Mar- Marcelo Zuna, who it's a hanging breaking ball and not a good pitch at all, hits it for a double in the left center gap, and the rest is history. So I think Clayton Kershaw was left in for at least one batter too long. Let me ask you this, though, Mark. Being a three-time silver slugger that you are, you know a little bit about batting and hitting balls and those sort of things. It seems like to me, now, now correct me if I'm wrong, when 
Clayton, especially in the postseason, is on the mound and he's dealing. Those five innings, he was dealing. But our bats were not dealing for him. <laughs> Too many times he's left out there in a 1-0, 2-0, 2-1 situation. Does that apply pressure to the pitcher? You're exactly right. It's you know I'll, I'll use the analogy, Keyshawn, in your sport. You know, when, when it's a really tight game and you're making your quarterback go down there and, and, and score with a few seconds left, he's going to throw some interceptions. Like, he, he's going to be under pressure, and, and that's what happened to Clayton Kershaw. The Dodgers did not swing the bats last night. Three hits, and, and they were the Braves were uh, pitching a guy named Bryce Wilson that most of the country has never heard of. He pitched a masterful game. But Bryce Wilson isn't a guy that you would expect to just completely shut down the number one offense in baseball. So Clayton Kershaw's going out there in a 1-1 game. He's throwing very high-pressure pitches, every inning high-pressure. And, you know, sometimes that stuff just gets to you. And it feels like that's been the case in every one of these postseason losses is Clayton Kershaw is on the mound in a very high-pressure situation when the offense is not getting the job done. And the teams and the fans and the city and, and Dodger Nation is all saying, all right, Clayton, it's up to you. And unfortunately, he hasn't gotten it done. Okay, Tex, so Kershaw now is under 500 again in the postseason. How should we view his postseason career? Well, it is what it is, and you hate to say it, but um, he's not been a great postseason pitcher. He's got the highest career ERA of any pitcher to throw 100 innings in the postseason. And that stat in and of itself isn't a big deal. I think the bigger deal is that Clayton Kershaw has been on the mound for the most important games in Dodger playoff history. So since 1988, since their last championship, the Dodgers have come really close to going all the way and and, and getting a World Series title. And Clayton Kershaw has been on the mound for a lot of those games. Uh, If you look at his ERA, he's pretty good in the division series. He's not great in the LCS, and he's been bad in the World Series. So, So more than just the stats, it's the fact that the Dodgers are now going on 32 years without a World Series title, and the best pitcher, arguably the best pitcher of this generation, has not gotten it done in the playoffs. Damn, Mark, you didn't have to bring the 32 years up. If we don't win the World Series this year, <laughs> if we don't win the World Series this year, what should we do in the offseason? Well, the crazy thing is that you look at the Dodgers roster and you go, what else do you need? I mean, they were really close last year. They got upset. Let's just be honest. They got upset by a Nationals team that just got hot. The Dodgers roster last year was a better team. This year, they might be getting upset again by a Braves team. That's a a very good team. I mean, the Braves are stacked on their lineup. But they really have two starting pitchers, two guys that you can count on and trust. The Dodgers have five or six starting pitchers they can go out there and deal. Uh, And any, you know, maybe hole that the Dodgers had in their lineup – they got Mookie Betts last offseason. They got one of the best players in all of baseball. So I think the front office and Andrew Friedman doing everything they have to do from roster standpoint, now it's just execution on the field that they haven't gotten done. Tex, let's go over to the Rays and Astros. Obviously, Astros won last night. Series is 3-2. to two. Only once has a team come back down 0-3 to win a playoff series. Why can the Astros be the second? The Astros have some kind of weird mojo right now. It's like, um, you know, they have kind of a no-name pitching staff, a little bit like the Braves pitchers that that you don't really know a lot about them, um, but they've really stepped up. And then you got a guy like Carlos Correa who has completely put the team on his back. George Springer's swinging the bat well. Uh, Altuve, despite his throwing errors, 
is, is really swinging the bat well. Michael Brantley's raking. So this Astros team, uh, if you remember last year, they went into the World Series, and most people said this is one of the most you know, complete, dominant teams in kind of modern history. So they have that talent. It's just um, they just got off to a slow start, and I think that the offseason of uh, the cheating scandal and losing their manager, losing their general manager, it, it kind of hurt them during the regular season. But, man, they have flipped that switch. So if any team can do it, it's, a, it's an ultra-talented Houston Astros team. And to bring it full circle, the other team to rally from a 3-0 deficit, of course, the Red Sox, led by a steal <laughs> that was pulled off by... Dave Roberts. It all comes full circle. <laughs> Tex, enjoy the games tonight. We'll, of course, have you back when the World Series starts next week. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks, Tex. It's great to have Mark to share a World Series winner. Join us. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey on a gigantic 24 hours for the league. He's coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern. On the way, two future Hall of Famers, Brady, Rogers, two gold jackets ready to go. And it's not even the game of the day to many. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And that's just a reminder that the baseball playoffs resume today. Tampa can find themselves in the World Series if they can take care of Houston today. Keys Cheaters, 530 Eastern, first pitch. You can hear it on ESPN Radio. And then Key will be locked in with his Dodgers. they got to save their season. Big game against the Braves at 830 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're fine. This is the drama that we we intentionally are building up. We want to make Major League Baseball. We want to, we want to just make everybody. And then all of a sudden, yay! That's what we we know what we're doing. It's exhale. all a game. It's a trick. If it goes against Keyshawn, we should probably have maybe our World Series matchup set tonight. It could be between the Rays and the Braves, and by this time tomorrow, we could be talking about that. On Seasons tonight, on the man. brink for the Astros. Season on the brink. For the Dodgers. Again, all day today on ESPN Radio. On Sunday, perhaps when the World Series is already set and we're looking ahead and previewing it, everybody will be looking at Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in the matchup of two of the greatest quarterbacks in league history, meeting, as Key said, for only the third time in their illustrious careers. And Tom Brady knows the team he's looking across the field at 
is no ordinary team. This isn't a team that's, you know, 4-12. and 12. This team is one of the best teams in the league, and they were one of the best teams in the league last year. They're proven to be one of the best teams in the league this year, and, you know, if we're going to beat those teams, we got to raise our game to the level of consistency, dependability, execution at the highest level for 60 minutes. I thought after uh, that fourth down fiasco, he would avoid using the word four at any point, whether they're four and 12. Come on, Tom, you're moving past that. He, he knew what down it was. <laughs> Coach Arians doubling down on Key's comments. In, in all seriousness, tongue planted firmly in cheek. This is amazing that these two guys are playing. This is one of the most anticipated games of the NFL season, but because of everything that's happened in sports, specifically with the NFL, with a couple facilities being shut down, this game is not getting the due it should be getting, so let's give it some due now on a football front. Well, it's not, and one of the reasons is because you got a 3-2 and two Tom Brady team against a 4-0 and oh Aaron Rodgers team, but you got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns that haven't beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers at home in 16 years. There's Baker Mayfield, there's OBJ. There's just more sex appeal to what that is over there at the Pittsburgh Cleveland Brown game, opposed to here where you got two old Wizards Hall of Fame guys at the quarterback spot. There's no real, you know, it's like, who who, who is it that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball to? Oh, well, we don't know if Devontae Adams is going to play. Well, what about Brady? Eh, Brady's boring. It's it's one of those type situations. If you had 5-0 versus 4-0, then that would be a different conversation. But because they've already lost uh, two games, one to Chicago and Nick Foles folds him again, that's not really – you're not looking at this game like that, right? There's no real fireworks, so to speak. And with all due respect to the Bears, uh, you know, with Nick Foles and company, we all are in agreement that we think they aren't as good as their record, right? Maybe it turns out to be different. But I, I think Tampa Bay coming off that loss, losing that game 20-19 – to 19, Seeing the confusion with Tom Brady, is it intriguing? Yes, I think it's intriguing, but I don't think the same star power is there. You know you have Tom Brady, you know you have Aaron Rodgers, but the rest of the pieces seem like they're pieces that you're wondering what's going to happen to these two teams. There's way more star power in the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game than there is in the Tampa Arizona, Tampa Green Bay game with Aaron Rodgers, right? Because you got if you just want to rattle off names, you, you, you got Chase Claypool, who's coming off a four-touchdown game, which is big. You got Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin. You got the defensive side of the ball. You got Miles Garrett going back into the, uh, playing the team with the scene of the crime. You got uh, Baker Mayfield, OBJ Landry. You like that, the scene of the crime. Of the crime. <laughs> Allegedly. But, <laughs> no, yeah. it is. Allegedly. So you got all of those sort of things. You got a team that is uh, uh, undefeated playing against a 4-1 team that hadn't been 4-1 since the la- 1994 under Bill Belichick, the last time that they won a playoff game. Crazy. So, so I can build it how I want to. It's very hard to build up the Tampa Bay Green Bay game right now because you can't. What are you going to say? He has Gronkowski. Gronkowski's walking around like he's 90 years old right now. So it's a different, just a different feel to it. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin battling through injuries. It's not the same sex appeal. We'll answer your question. Your boy Dustin May is going tonight. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, I just had to I had to look it up. They're undecided on the Braves side. I looked it up. Josh Tomlin for the Braves. Oh, they just. Oh, okay. Yes, Josh Tomlin for the Braves. All guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Greg Sankey. And Key will ask him the question I bet all of you are thinking. That's it. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.